0: We'll talk with Rajon. Hello world and welcome back to Real Talk with Rajan where nothing's off limits. You could have been anywhere in the world but you are here with me. I am your host Rajan Lewis. Now, here on Real Talk with Rajan, everything is debatable so on any given week we could be discussing anything from sports to music to politics. You name it, we'll discuss it. Now, for those who are also, not, who are new to the show, uh, you know that Real Talk with Rajan is, has a, uh, sorry, has a goal of, um highlighting the great people that are here in the Low Country doing amazing things. And today I have a very, very special guest um, on the podcast, which is uh, Senatorial Candidate, Mr. Jamie Harrison. Thank you so much for joining me, sir.
1: Thank you so much for having me, man. This is a pleasure. Uh, I've heard great things
0: about the show, and I'm glad to be on. Praise God. Thank you so much. Um, so for those who, who don't know, you know, who, they're like, who is this Jamie Harrison guy? Introduce yourself to the audience.
1: Yeah, I, I know people People see me, they see my my uh, face on, on Facebook or Instagram, and they're like, this round-headed guy from South Carolina, who is he? Uh, well, <laughs> I, I'm running for the U.S. Senate here in South Carolina against Lindsey Graham. I grew up in Orangeburg, South Carolina. Um, I was uh, born to a teen mom. My mom was 16, dropped out of school to take care of me, and we stayed with my grandparents for a good while. Uh, You know, my grandparents, born and raised themselves in in Orangeburg, didn't have a whole lot of education. I think my grandmother had an eighth grade, my grandfather fourth grade, but they were hardworking people, people who knew the value of hard work but at the same time understood that they had a responsibility to help others in their communities and and, in their families.
0: And so those were the
1: values that were instilled in me um, and uh, that just – to even to this very day that keep motivating me to pushing uh, to do for the least of these in our society, uh, to to make sure that the American dream that I've been able to realize and live is is something that is not uh, few and far between. It's something that is real for for other young people growing up in the state. Uh, So, you know, I I ended up uh, being the first in my family to go to college and went to Yale University came back home and taught ninth grade social studies for a year at OW, which is my alma mater in Orangeburg. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I left uh, South Carolina, went to DC to work at a nonprofit to help other low-income kids get into college called College Summit. I did that for a few years, then went to law school at Georgetown, and then joined the staff of Congressman Jim Clyburn, uh, where I was able to become the, the youngest executive director for the House Democratic Caucus, the first black person to hold that role to run the whip operation for Mr. Clyburn. Uh and then eventually I, I met my wife and we moved back here to South Carolina where uh I became the first African American chair of the state party, the South Carolina Democratic Party. Uh mm. and now I'm running for the US Senate.
0: Wow. That's that's quite a that's quite a road from Orangeburg to D C sorry, Orangeburg to Yale, back to Orangeburg to D C to Chair of the state Democratic Party. Wow. Yeah. I've, and now you're running for Senator. That's amazing. I've so, been blessed. Yeah. Let's go Let's go back to Orangeburg. Um, yeah. What made you say when you decided to, you know, to go all the way to Yale, you know, one of the top schools in the nation, you decided to come back. Why come back to Orangeburg and teach there? Well, listen, man, I'm a firm believer home is where the heart is. People mm-hmm. I
1: love the most in this world are, are, are right are right here in South Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, this, you know, despite the hardships and barriers that we had, I mean, it wasn't easy growing up in Orangeburg. And I'm not saying that OW and the public school system gave me everything that I needed. Um, mm. But they gave me enough. And with that, I also felt like there's an obligation to give back. And that's really, really important. I saw some of the holes you know after going to Yale and seeing what other young people across the country the types of experiences that they they had uh the education system that they had uh I knew that I needed to come back and impart what I had learned back home uh to see hmm. if I could help make the the system better um so that young young brothers and sisters didn't get caught uh, instead of, you know, going on to graduate and going to college or going to trade school or something else, you, you know, many of my classmates, uh, you know, graduated to the streets or graduated to the prisons. Um, yep,
0: yep. and,
1: and, and we can do better. We've got to break that pipeline. Um, we've got to, and these are people who, and, and this is the thing that I don't think so many folks don't understand it. we are losing as a nation so much talent. I mean, these are some of the most creative people that you can ever meet. I, 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 mean, I remember back in middle school, man, some of my friends who would find a way to make a dollar. I mean, mm-hmm. if if it wasn't getting packs of Kool-Aid and some sugar from home and making, you know, sugar Kool-Aid bags and selling that for porn mm-hmm. or whatever. I mean, the creativity, the entrepreneurial shift, right, it, it, it was all there, all the talent. But what they lack, was the opportunity is to take that skill and talent that they had in order to funnel so that they could go and start their own business uh, and, yeah. and do some other things, and that's that's what's really lacking in our in our society right now. It's not there's nothing wrong with the people. It's about the opportunity, the opportunity to be the best that they can be. But if you don't see that opportunity, if you live in a community that's been in poverty for generations and then the school system that you go to is is impoverished, it doesn't have all the resources that it needs, it doesn't have the, mm. the types of staffing that they need, then you're going to get caught in this cycle of poverty and you can't break out. I was lucky. I was blessed in so many ways when so many of my cousins and, and some of my friends weren't as, as fortunate. And so yeah. as being as fortunate as I, as I am, I understand that there's an obligation that comes along with it. Um that wow. you know, when the Lord shines a light on you, that means that you have responsibility to shine that light on somebody else, you know uh, and, and and to make sure that you can impact people in the way that your life has been impacted. And and that's something I fundamentally believe in.
0: Wow, I love that. Everything you just said makes so much sense. Um I I come from a similar background, you know, uh, a lot of my friends, you know, didn't make it out and you know, I I did and I I count myself fortunate, blessed every day to, to do that. So it's the fact that you're Willing, even you know, on the campaign trail, to to hearken back to that and, and remember the fact that you know, all of us weren't as fortunate, you know, as as we are. So I, that that's something I'm I'm really loving hearing from you. Um, in the energy that you're bringing to the campaign. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about you know why you decided to run for Senate as opposed to any other office. Why why would this be the yeah. one? Well, you know, I have
1: kind of built a whole career in the the background, helping other folks, Mm -hmm. um, particularly in the political arena, uh, you know, for years working for Jim Clyburn, uh, working there, doing my work with the the state party, trying to get other recruit candidates to run for office, and, again, to make a difference. Um, Mm -hmm. And then just watching Lindsey Graham over these past few years and seeing where we are as a state, You know, know, I had a conversation with my wife, and and I knew that the seat was coming up. And, and, you know, I said, well, we've really got to find somebody uh, to run against Lindsay And and she was like, well, why don't you think about it? You know, and Mm. and that sort of put down the seed that I started to really think about it. And as we had the Kavanaugh hearings and seeing his, quote, unquote, performance, because that's what it was. It wasn't genuine, but that performance in that hearing. It was the straw that broke, broke the camel's back for me. Um, mm. You know, as I go around the state and I talk to young families and young parents and young people in general, I, I recognize that many of the hardships that I had growing up are some of the same hardships that they have now, but the difference goes back to opportunity. They, Whereas mm. I felt like I had an opportunity. Many of these young people don't feel like there is an opportunity. Many of the young parents I talk to... Actually, don't believe that their kids will be better off than they are, and that's sad. That is that is so anti what what the quote unquote American dream is all about. Um, and so we got to change that. And the way that we change that is we got to change who's in le- who's in the leadership. Uh, and Lindsey right. Graham just epitomizes why people hate the political system, why they don't trust the people that represent them, um, because here's this guy who is fighting for everybody else other than the people who send him to Washington, D.C., the people here in South Carolina. And so that's why I'm in this race, is to bring hope back to the state, but also to have people have a representative in South Carolina who knows about, you know, the barriers and the, and the obstacles that they have, but at the same time can understand and appreciate and will fight for their hopes, their aspirations, and their
0: dreams. And and that's what we need in Washington and that's why I'm in this race. Absolutely. Thank you for thank you for running that down. Um with that in mind, um, would you like to give, you know, a brief a brief synopsis of, of your platform as, as a candidate?
1: Yeah, so what we are talking about uh, and there's so many issues here in South Carolina that it you know, it's it's almost uh exhausting to think about how much work that needs to be done here. But I think the very first thing that we have to tackle, and I, I think we see it now with uh, the pandemic that we're dealing with is in, with the coronavirus, is healthcare. And the huge inequities that we have in our healthcare system here uh, in this state but across the country. And I think South Carolina is very similar to some of the other southern states, but as this pandemic uh, comes, you know, really approaches and impacts our community, we may be more impacted than other places because we don't have a sufficient and strong health care system here in South Mm -hmm. Carolina. Republicans led by folks like Lindsey Graham have stood in the way of of the Affordable Care Act. They have not Mm -hmm. allowed uh, for the state to expand Medicaid. We would have 250,000 more people on health care today in South Carolina if the Republicans would just allow uh, Medicaid expansion to take place in the state. And these are working people, people who work jobs, maybe one or two jobs, but their job doesn't provide them with health care. And so mm-hmm. that, to me, is just absolutely criminal. We need to make sure that health care is available for every single person, that is affordable, that is accessible, um, that, that nobody has to worry about, oh, God, I can't go to the, to the doctor because I don't have health insurance. Uh, and we got to figure out a way to do that. Now there are a lot of different options, and people are talking about all types of things. I want to find something that works for South Carolina and works for all of South Carolina. And so I don't, I don't, I don't get caught up in in the titles of this bill and that bill. I just focus on in the end of the day, can we pass legislation that covers the health care for every person in this country and every person in this state? If we can work yeah. on that and we can do it on a bipartisan basis, then I'm fine. I don't care about who takes the credit, what the name of the bill is, and all that other stuff. That's what people in Washington, D.C. care about. I care about what is the end result. You know, the thing that I learned from Jim Clyburn is it's a, more important to be a workhorse than it is a show horse. You know, there are mm. other people who want to get the spotlight, but but it's about the work that you're doing and whether it impacts and makes a difference in the lives of the people. And so I want to tackle those inequities. Man, I don't know if you know this, but two years ago, here in South Carolina, 14 of our counties did not have OBGYNs. Mm,
0: 14 counties
1: out of 46 did not have OBGYNs. Four of our hospitals have closed here in rural communities in South Carolina. So if you're, it doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican, but if you are in one of those communities and you have a heart attack, a stroke, complication with diabetes, uh, what happened? Instead of it taking you ten minutes to get to the hospital, it now takes you twenty-five or thirty-five, or even forty-five minutes. Yes, that can be a death sentence. And so yes. it's not about the politics of this. This is about what is the right thing to do for the people in the state, and that's what I want to focus on. But um, and then there are other issues from the environment to education. Uh, tackling the education inequities, the student loan debt crisis, which is huge and is personal to me. Uh, you know, we've got to tackle the issue of climate change and environmental justice issues in the state where, uh, disproportionately falls on communities of color and particularly rural communities. Um, there's just so much on, on, on the plate. Uh, and, but I can't wait to roll up my sleeves and, and get to work once we go to Washington, D.C.
0: I I love that. And again, like just just you know, hearing you know your energy towards towards like talking about the substantive parts of the issues. Um, You know, we we see so many so many times on the on the campaign trail it's about mudslinging, and you're definitely about the details. And I love that you're about the substance and you're about the issues. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, Thing I had a point. But, so I want I want to talk a little bit more about the COVID um, COVID virus. You know the, the yeah. that we've gotten from this administration. Um, how was what? How is your family? You know, doing okay through this. And you know, a- after that, um, how has how do you, how do you feel about the um reaction? The reactions been from the current administration?
1: Yeah, well, thank you for asking uh, about about my family. You know, and and I hope your family is doing doing well also. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my wife and I have really because my my wife is a law professor, but she studies. Uh, she specializes in food and drug law and knows a lot about, you know, CDC and NIH and, and all of these things that are going on right now. And so she and I have been really focused on this and, you know, we are the go to people in our families when these types of things happen. Uh, so we've been really insistent upon telling our family members across the country stay at home, get your groceries, you know, keep yourself healthy and safe.
0: Uh, and that's
1: what we are telling everybody that we interact with. Um, very early on, I think I was one of the very first uh, Senate races in the country uh, to start to pull down our public events and, and focus on uh, having people uh, shelter in place, do social distancing, uh, because that's really, really important. I think it's about making sure that we flatten the curve for this thing. Uh, mm-hmm. We uh, eliminate the uh, people from being, uh, getting exposed and in order to do that is to follow what the CDC is recommending. Um, you know, I think the CDC and the NIH have been very good at, at giving people facts about this case. I mean, my only concern right now is, you know, making sure that we are utilizing every resource that we have to get, particularly to our first responders, their um the needed equipment. Um, so it was good to see that the Senate and the, and hopefully the House would very shortly pass this uh, stimulus bill. I don't agree with all of it, um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but nonetheless, you know, in these type of situations, you just got to get stuff done. Um, you, yes. you don't, you, know, you can't allow the, the, you know, the perfect do it with the place, perfect to be the enemy of the good.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I don't let um, uh, great be yeah. in, in a way of good. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and so it, it's about just moving forward, making sure these hospitals, like in the bill there's $100 billion for hospitals,
0: and particularly
1: some money says that for rural hospitals, because we can't afford any more hospitals to close, not with this type of situation. But And at the same time, we need to make sure we're taking care of folks who are now seeing unemployment. Um, and it was disappointing to see uh, Lindsey Graham and Tim Scott stand up and uh, and do what they did as it relates yeah. to talking about unemployment and all that. I mean, it's just yeah. it's foolish and foolhardy, and I'm glad the Senate just went past them and did what they had to do. So, um, my focus right now is just doing the very best that we can for the people of the state, and we're trying very hard to. You know, we have a program called Harrison Helps um, that we've been running. You know, prior to the the virus, but um, from the start of our campaign. Where we go into the community and we help people. Uh, I've been in North Charleston at food deserts. I've been uh, up in the Upstate and here working at Ronald McDonald House, working Habitat for Humanity, and we are right now reaching out to community organizations to see if we can do anything, or our volunteers can do anything to just be helpful to the most uh,
0: the those who are, are most impacted thus far by the virus. Wow. That's 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 amazing. Um, continuing on on the, on the um the theme of the people of South Carolina, you spoke very passionately passionately about the people of South Carolina. It seems like you've gotten a tremendous amount of support, which has made you you know definitely stand out as a very viable candidate to unseat uh you know uh, Senator Graham at, at, in this upcoming election. Uh, how do you feel about the the reaction that you've received from the public in regards to your campaign? I, it's just it's been amazing, man.
1: You know I've been doing some something in terms of I'm politically active since I was 16 years old um, Mm. here in South Carolina, and I can tell you I have never seen this type of energy and reaction from folks uh, in the state to to a political campaign. We, I mean, the the wave of support uh, from the fundraising, uh, we have broken records uh, here. I've raised more than any Democrat has ever raised ever, Uh, Mm. uh, and we're only halfway through the cycle. Uh, last quarter, we raised 3.5 million dollars. Lindsey Graham raised 3.9 million dollars, uh, and you know my goal is to continue to do better every cycle. And um, mm. and and it's we've gotten support from every county here in South Carolina. Tons of volunteers, um, to a, are making phone calls, and we very we were starting uh, our effort to begin knocking on doors and all, but we had to pull that down because of Absolutely. the virus, and yeah. we've readjusted. Um, We launched our Restoring Hope Tour where the goal was to visit all 46 counties. And so now what we're trying to do that is to to do that virtually online, you know, through Facebook Live. We had a town hall last night. We'll do another one next week. Um, But uh, the reaction has been amazing. And it's just not even, you know, folks were like, well, that's just Democrats. No, it's not just Democrats. It's Democrats, independents, and Republicans. Who Absolutely. are coming to our events, and they're just fed up. They're they're frustrated and they're tired of you know politics as usual. And you have these guys who go up to Washington D.C. and play their games, and in the end of the day, it's the people back home who get hurt. Um, mm. And 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 that that's why we see this energy right now. Uh, is I helpful it's not about me. I'm just the the vehicle for it. Um, uh, this is this is a people powered. Uh, movement
0: that we have,
1: and, and I'm just so happy to be a part of it.
0: Yes, and we're glad to have you. I'm, I'm definitely excited. Um, I'm, I'm so excited that I was able to get this interview. Um, I don't know if you know, but I've been actually asking people to put me in contact with you for like a few months now. So I'm glad that that uh, we're finally able to contact uh, to get in contact and and do this interview. Um, Wait, and I
1: think. I think it was Pastor Dixon who actually um, mentioned, uh, he's like, hey, yeah, man, I want you to uh, hook up with my guy. And, and so, <laughs> um, well, well, listen, we're we're happy to do it. Pastor Dixon, I have tremendous respect for him. No. Uh, uh worked with him when he ran for the U.S. Senate. And yes. he's just, I mean, this is a guy who's about showing and not telling, who is yes. out in the community doing the work that needs to be done. And I have so much respect for him. Uh, and I mean, he is who he is and, and, uh, and, um, I'm just proud to, to consider him a friend. So, Absolutely. and now I'm uh, happy, happy to addiction.
0: add you to that network. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Definitely. So if you're, you know, if you're ever in the Charleston area, I know you're, you're going to be, you know, going crazy between now and November. If there's ever anything I can do, a little talk and you can do to help, um, you know, we're, we're here as a resource. We definitely believe in you and your campaign.
1: Thank you, and uh, and know that the feeling is mutual. If, if I can be helpful, uh, if there's something or some connection that we can provide uh, to help you all continue to represent the community uh, down there, don't hesitate to let us. We're in this together. Uh, as Pastor Thank- Bacon says, we all we
0: got. So We all we got. That's what he says. <laughs> so yep. uh, in closing, is there anything that you wanted to, to say to the audience? Yeah, you know, I would love it if folks could go
1: to our website, jamieharrison.com. Sign up to volunteer. Um, uh, sign up to or go to the website, find out some information. We're putting up a page about uh very soon on the coronavirus so that people have the latest information. Um, you know, feel free to get in contact with us. Engage online, uh Facebook, Twitter, um uh, also on Instagram, we just want to hear from you. And if you see that there are things in the community that either we can be helpful uh, through our Harrison Helps program or that you just want to highlight for my awareness, please do that. I'm not one of these people who thinks that I know everything because I don't. Uh, And I recognize that, you know, the first thing when you grow up in a community like I grew up in, you you understand, you know, there's some people who want to parachute in and say, oh, I've got all of the solutions and answers to what what AOs your community. Uh, That's a knuckle-headed approach. I understand that that ain't the case. If you don't live in those communities, you don't know what the the solution is all all the time. The people in those communities have the solutions. The problem is they just don't have the mechanisms by which to bring the answers to those solutions to bear in their community, and that's where we come in. You know, I understand how government works. I understand how we can leverage the power of the U.S. Senate and and work with uh, corporate Groups, community groups, and all that to leverage that to address the issues that people are dealing with. And so, it's important for me to learn in this process, and I learn that from talking to the people who live in these communities and are tackling these issues every day. So uh, that's my big thing. Just understand, it's a two-way street. I want to get as much as as, as I give, uh, and probably get even more than I give. So, thank you all, uh, and thank you for listening. Audience, for for giving me an opportunity to just talk a little bit about our vision for this
0: race. All right, thank you so much, uh, future Senator uh, Jamie Harrison. Hopefully, um, we definitely support <laughs> you again, and um, and and I love I love what you're doing. I want to do my quick my close real quick, and then I'm going to kick you off this call. Is that okay? Okay. Yep. All right. Thank you so much for watching this week uh, and listening this week. Remind us the show is now each Wednesday from 7 p.m. I interview my local celebrity, and on Sundays at 7 p.m. my local my um, normal show. To find out who I'm interviewing next week, please view my website at www.realtalkwithrajan.com. If you are doing something in the community that you would like a light shined on, please reach out to me on my website at www.realtalkwithrajan so that we can discuss getting you on the show. This and all of my shows, in addition to the Car Chronicles series, is now available for your listening via Apple, Google, Spotify, and any place you can find podcasts. You can also find it on my website, you guessed it, www.realtalkwithrajan.com. If you'd like to be made, a, made aware of when I go live, because sometimes it is unscheduled, please be sure to click on the follow tab on the page and turn on your notifications so that you'll know when something's been posted to the page. In the meantime, please follow me on social media to stay up to date on what's been happening with Real Talk with Rajan. If you go to any social media site and type in Real Talk Rajan, you will get me. That's easy. Feel free to leave comments, questions, or whatever else you'd like to say in the comments section or the message se- section. I love reading your messages and getting your feedback, even if it's negative. I am currently also accepting speaking engagements for an event hosting opportunity. If you'd like for me to speak at or host your event, you can request me via my website. That's www.realtalkwithrajan. And in closing, always remember that God is everything, and without him we are nothing, so never forget where your help comes from. And if a man doesn't stand for something, he's bound to fall for anything. Now that's Real Talk. I'll see you all next week. Peace.